0: Oops, I had forgot to hit record on my phone because I'm also going to record this on my phone as well. But anyway, so here in Matthew 15, uh, in verse 22, we see that this woman from Canaan has a daughter that is vexed with a devil. Okay, is vexed. Now... um the Bible talks about how we are to bear each other's burdens um burdens let's let's put burdens on there uh we are to bear one another's burdens so fulfill the law of Christ okay um Galatians chapter six verse two it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I will say this. There is always going to be that special connection between parents and their kids, okay? And I really do think that the relationship that parents have their, with their kids, okay, that I think can show a picture of what bearing one another's burdens is, Okay? Now this woman has a burden, and this burden that this woman has is that her daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Now, what did this woman say? Okay? First of all, let's take, let's take let's look where she came from. She came from Canaan. Okay. She we knew that we know this woman has faith. Because she went to Jesus. Okay, now keep in mind that this is a Gentile woman. And that's going to be very, very important that we're going to see here in just a little bit. But this Gentile woman we see is going to Jesus crying out for help because her daughter is vexed with a devil. So this particular Gentile woman has faith that Christ can heal her daughter. Okay, now it says in verse 23, it says, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. Now, you might look at that and say, well, that's mean. Why did Jesus not say anything? He didn't say anything to this woman. He should have helped her. Well, if you actually continue reading, he will eventually speak to her and tell her why. And and, and he will explain himself to her. Why he he didn't answer. And secondly, he actually did help her. But there's a reason why Christ stayed silent. Now, in today's world, you say that to the modern church, well, they will say, well, well, that's mean. Jesus is not love. He's just being hateful. Let me tell you something. You take a look at what's going on today. This world is going to set Bible Christianity up as a group of hate mongers. They're going to falsely accuse you of being hateful for, for, for hating others and not loving humanity. First of all, Christianity isn't hateful towards humanity. Christianity is loving towards humanity. So loving that they that that a lot of those who are born again will tell the world. To repent for their, from their sin. And not go to hell. While the world will say. That's not loving. That's being intolerant. I don't want you calling me a sinner. And all this stuff. I don't want you telling me that you're going to hell. Really? You don't want anyone telling you to go to hell? If people don't tell you that you're going to hell. Then do they really love you? No. They're being hateful. So... This world has has love completely and utterly backwards. Okay? But people today will say, well, Jesus didn't say anything. He's being mean. No, he's not. Jesus has a reason for what he for why he for the things that he does. Has anyone ever heard the expression, there's a method to my madness? Yeah. What that means is. There's always a reason why I do what I do. And you know what? Jesus had a reason for for doing what he did. And I think people need to grow up. They need to grow up and stop acting like a bunch of petulant children and just trust that Jesus loves them. Cuz he does. If Jesus was hateful, he wouldn't have died on that cross. Just saying. Okay, so we see here in verse 23, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. Okay, the answer as to why he did what he did is in verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, so we see That Jesus Christ was not sent to the Gentiles. He was sent to Israel. And the reason why I think that is, is because salvation is of the Jews. Which means it was through the Jews that we got Christ. Christ was Jewish. The intention, I think, that, that our Lord was trying to do is to reach Israel first, that they, Israel, could reach the rest of the world. But we see that it went backwards. Why? Because the Jews rejected Jesus Christ so eventually god turned to the gentiles now he didn't just turn to the gentiles and forget his people the jews because eventually he'll go back to them okay god is not done with israel yet he's not and for all of you think that he's done with israel i think you need to open up your i think you need to open up a king james bible and start reading Because people who think that God is done with Israel are quite ignorant of the, of the word of God. Now, in verse 25 it says, Then, she, she, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bed, bread and to cast it to dogs. Now, I want, to, I want you to see something here. This Gentile woman didn't just ask once and then leave. She didn't do that. She kept persisting, kept persisting, kept persisting, kept persisting. She didn't stop. Why? Because she wants her child to be well. She wants her child to be well. And she will do whatever it takes for Jesus to heal her. Even if she has to continue going to him. Continue going to him. Let me me just tell you something here. Sometimes we have to do that as Christians. Just because you pray a prayer and you ask God for something doesn't mean he's going to... Automatically give it to you. Sometimes we have to pray and pray and pray and pray. And continue to pray and ask God. Just like this woman. Okay. And then what you see here is a very interesting statement that Jesus makes. It is not meet to take the children's bread... And to cast it to dogs Now what does children Who do they represent and who are dogs represented Well the children I believe is Israel The miracles you could see as bread And what Jesus is he is what the bread of life And then dogs. Dogs were represented as Gentiles. And this was a Gentile woman. And Jesus was making a point that it's not meat, it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs, which back then Gentiles were were unclean. But Jesus uses this as an example to prove a point. Okay, let's continue on. In verse 27, it says, And she said, Truth, Lord, yea, the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Beat unto thee even as thou, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see. This, I think, was really just to show whether or not this woman had faith. Jesus was trying to prove a point or trying to make a point. And the woman emphasized on that point. And because of that, it showed it showed. Her true faith in Christ, and because of that faith that she had in Christ, Jesus said, "Let it be done, unto, let it be done on, let it be done, and let it be done as thou wilt." And you see that Jesus is saying, has said that this woman had great faith. i got a question for you today. How great is your faith? Do you have faith as much as this woman? Do you have faith as much as this woman? Because let me tell you something. It is only... we, We are saved by what? Grace through faith. True Bible Christianity... You need faith. And you need faith in Christ. That is Bible Christianity. Anyone that tells you otherwise is ignorant and doesn't know what the Bible says. But Jesus said great He said to this woman great is thy faith. Her faith in Christ, to being able to heal his, not his, I'm sorry, I'm getting tired. This woman's faith in Christ got her daughter healed. You see, faith is being able to step out of your comfort zone to go to to Christ in obedience to Christ. Think about Peter. He stepped out of his comfort zone and went to Christ. This woman, not being a Jew, stepped out of her comfort zone, went to Christ... And was believing that he could heal her daughter. And you know what? That's exactly what she got. That's exactly what she got. And if Jesus did that for her, he can do that for any of us. When I say that, here's what I mean by that. God has no respect of persons. If Christ helped out this woman, He can help you out with anything that you have struggles with. Don't let the devil lie to you. Jesus Christ can help you out in anything that you need help with. All things are possible to those who believe in God. Those who put their faith and trust in Christ. All these things, all things are possible to those who believe. Now, continuing on. Um, and Jesus departed from Nents and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came on him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others... And cast him down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered, and wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him, and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And his disciples say unto him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill, as, fill so great a multitude? Now, let's think about that for a second. Jesus had compassion on all these people that, he, that were coming to him. He healed all these people that had issues. Which, by the way, okay, by his stripes, we were healed. Now, I will say this. If Jesus healed these people, he can do the same for you. Now, that may not be what you think. Jesus may heal you, Like, he may heal you of cancer, or he may heal you through death. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times, God may not heal people right now. He may just leave that until they pass away. But those who are born again who have those issues, once they pass away and they, they no longer have those issues. Why is that? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So sometimes he may heal by the means of taking them out of the world or he may heal you On this earth Okay But if he doesn't heal you But yet takes you out of this world He's still healed It's just not what you expected And some people like to put God in a box Thinking how God should do things And how he should heal We should not do that Because number one, you're not God. And if you're not God, then I would strongly suggest you stop speculating on what God would do and would not do. Because His ways and thoughts are higher than your ways. So don't be speculating on stuff like this. Just pray and trust God. Amen. So we see that God, that Jesus Christ had compassion on the multitudes. Okay, he healed them. Now, but you notice that a lot of these people were following him for three days. And Jesus was not going to send these people away. He wasn't gonna send them away fasting back to their homes. Mm-mm. You know why? Because he doesn't. He didn't want them fainting on their way back. Think about that. Jesus cares about you. If he cared about the multitude, he cares about you. Okay. So Jesus. Took this opportunity Excuse me, to feed the multitudes again. And verse thirty four it says And Jesus saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? And they said seven and a few little fish fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sat down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude and they did all eat and were filled and they took out the broken meat that were left seven baskets full and they that did eat were four thousand men beside women and children. And he sent away the multitudes and took the ship and came into the coast of Magdala. Now, there's a lot there. But we notice that Jesus did not send away the multitudes hungry. He fed them. You see, Jesus knows what you need before you even ask him. But we see, we take a look at this woman's, Gentile woman's faith to be, to have her daughter healed. And now we're getting into the loaves and fishes. Again. For the second time. You know, we ought to have faith to ask The Lord for what we need. And we need to ask in faith. What is not of faith is sin. Okay. Ye have not because ye ask not. And when you ask, ye ask in faith. Believing that you would receive. Now I will say this. If God does not give you what you want. That's not God telling you no. It's God saying, I have something better for you. Either God's going to give you what you want, or He's going to give you something better. Okay? Or it's, I'll give you what you want, but you're not ready for it. So He'll wait till you're ready for it. Okay, It's either going to be a yes, a not now, it's not time, or I have something better for you. God wants the best for his kids. And I don't mean that in a prosper- prosperity way. Okay, there's some people that have afflictions, they have eye issues, they have heart issues. They either got the diabetes or they got something else. And they live with that. If you're born again and you go through any of those things, any of the, any health issues, it doesn't mean that God hates you. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. And it doesn't mean that you are, you know, what these mega church preachers will tell you. Sometimes I think a lot of us struggle with pride and we we have a thorn in our flesh to keep us from getting proud. Whew. Amen. So if you're a Christian and you suffer with health issues, okay, let me just, I just want to encourage you that that doesn't mean that you don't have faith or you don't have enough faith. It's not that at all. It's, you know, God has a reason for it and you just need to trust him. You get these prosperity preachers that will say, well, well, he wants you to be healthy. And now, don't get me wrong. I do think that God wants us to be healthy. But... To always be healthy and not have a single issue? No, that's there's no word, there's no word in the Bible that says that. Everyone has their own issues. You know these mega church preachers. If they find out that you have that you get sick, they'll say, "Well, well, I guess you didn't have enough faith." These people need to quit preaching stuff like that. But it's really sad to see how people will eat that up as truth. Why? Because they're ignorant of the word of God. They don't know the word of God. They don't study to show themselves approved. You know what you know what Catholics do? Catholics, the Catholic priest will say, "Well, We'll tell you the truth, and all you just got to do is just believe it. Just believe whatever we tell you. You know what? A lot of these mega church preachers, their attitude is their attitude is the same thing. Oh, you don't have to bring a Bible in here. We'll just tell you what you need to know, and you just need to believe it. It's like they're shoving that down people's throats. No wonder why. The lost and dying world has no respect for Christians. It's because you get all these mega church preachers that will say this and that and be a whole bunch. You know, it it just astounds me of the hypocrisy in these quote unquote Christians. And I say that because they're not really born again. And by the way, to be a Christian is to be Christ like. And going around and lying to your congregation and fleecing them for money and saying, well, well, we need this and this and this. That is not very Christ-like. Well, if Jesus were here, he would he would fly in a jet engine. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Because first of all, he's God. He can do whatever I mean, he can do whatever he wants as pertaining good. Now, You know what, I'm kind of getting off on a rabbit trail here, but you know what really astounds me is. Now, when people say that if God couldn't do everything, then He's not God. You know how. Do you you know how false that statement is? Because people will say, well, if God is God, he can do everything, right? No, he cannot. I'll give you an example. God will not share his glory with anyone, but he's still God. God cannot lie, but he's still God. There are things that God can't do, which is to sin, lie, or give his glory to someone else. He won't do it. It's a shame how people have that attitude. I'm just I'm just just saying, it's, God can't do everything. He can't share his glory, he can't he, he can't lie. God can't sin. He won't sin. He won't go against his word. But we see here that okay, so getting back to the to what we're talking about here. So this is the second time that, that, that Jesus has given to his disciples to feed the multitudes. Again, we see that Jesus knows the needs of these people. And if He knows if He knew the needs of these people, He knows your needs. Okay? He knows what you need, and He knows how much you can eat. Because I'm going to tell you something. All these people took what they took their fill and there are still fragments left over. Okay. This, that is the second time that we see that we see the multitudes being fed the second time. Now, the question I want to ask you is, is do you have faith? Because we continue to see faith even in Matthew 15. We see faith in this woman asking Jesus to heal her daughter. And we also see faith With this second time the multitudes get filled? Because listen, how is it possible that you could have two loaves and seven fishes to feed over 5,000 people? You would say, well, that's not humanely possible. And while I agree with you, you have to have faith. But have faith in whom? In Jesus Christ. That's what Bible Christianity is all about. As having your faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That you must have faith. Why? Because Christ is the only one who can save you. He's the only one whose blood can wash away your sin. Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life and there is no other there is no other way into heaven and there's no other way to the Father but by him. amen there is no other way and so I just want to kind of wrap this up because we're actually done here. We're already done with Matthew 15. So, Lord willing, next week we'll be getting into uh, Matthew 16, and then the week after that we will be off. Okay. But next week we'll probably uh, start Matthew 16, and we probably won't finish it till uh, probably uh, after Christmas sometime. Okay. They won't even get in, get into it to the, till New Year's. But I want to say this in closing. Is that do you have faith? Do you have faith that God will take care of you? Whatever needs that you may have do you have faith that God will take care of you? Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith, Thou shall we be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore nor thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient Unto the day is the evil thereof You see Jesus knows what you need Before you even ask him He wants us to not worry Which I'll be honest with you Okay I'll be honest with you That is a lot harder Said than done I'm just being real That's really hard to do I'm not going to lie. Why? Because we live in a society where our nation right now, America is tanking. And tanking real quick. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Why? Because America has greatly sinned against God and God has to judge the sins. He has to. Our economy is weakening. We... Are in big trouble with God. But with that said. Will you believe that God will take care of you. While yet judging America. Because he will. Judgment may be upon America. But God will take care of his people. The question is do you believe that he will. Amen. Because in the end, it's Jesus Christ that will provide your needs, not Big Brother government. Amen? So.